Hello and welcome to Leanne Ward Nutrition, a podcast where you will find expert advice on all things health and nutrition related. Each week, we will discuss my three niche areas of gut health, emotional eating, and sustainable fat loss. My hope for this podcast is to cut through the BS online and show you real, practical, and evidence-based messages around nutrition so you can live your best life day in and day out. So sit tight, buckle up, and let's get started on today's podcast. Hi everyone, I am so excited to bring you guys podcast number two. So today we are going to be talking about types of hunger and the reason I'm so excited to bring you this is honestly I thought that I'd film like one podcast and it'd be so hard and so overwhelming that maybe I'd just throw on the towel but turns out I actually love sitting in my office talking to my computer screen so there you go. Podcasting might be for me after all. So I've had a lot of questions about hunger um, and the different types of hunger. And when I say different types of hunger, I mainly mean the true physical hunger versus more that non-physical hunger. That is more what I like to term like emotional eating. And I know a lot of my clients and myself as well in the past have um, suffered from this. And it takes a long, um, I guess, time and a long journey to really get on top of this and conquer this. So today I want to talk to you guys about true hunger versus um, more what I call head hunger, how to rate your hunger levels, and then what to do if you can establish that it's not actually true hunger. So have you ever eaten a meal, you've felt full, but then you found yourself returning to the fridge a short time later looking for something to eat? So this is basically the perfect example of what I call non-hungry eating or head hunger. So you know that you're not truly physically hungry, yet you still find yourself, I guess, yearning for more food. So another example of this might be you're at work and you've just had your morning tea and you're feeling nice and content and somebody passes around a box of chocolates. Now you know you're not hungry, you've just had your morning tea, and but you take one to sort of just be polite and then you find yourself going back for another one. And then another one, and you realize that in the next hour, you've had five or six of these little chocolates, even though you weren't really even hungry. Or another example might be, you've just finished your dinner at night time, you're completely full, you're completely satisfied, and an ad for ice cream comes on the TV. And now, all you can think about is ice cream. Like, you literally just ate dinner. You know you're not hungry, but all you can think about is ice cream. So this is what I term non-hungry eating, or head hunger or even marketing at its best. So how do we differentiate between whether we're truly physically hungry or whether we're just head hungry? So it can help to rate our hunger levels, but for a lot of people, they can essentially lose touch with their hunger cues over time. And this can result in overeating and unwanted weight gain. Um, So if you're somebody that finds that they don't really ever feel hungry, um, I think it helps to be able to differentiate between the two types of hunger. So let's talk about that a little bit more um, right now. So I like to think about hunger in um, two different I guess, extreme. So you've got your true physical hunger where you're actually physically hungry, so you should go and eat. And then you've got what I call more your stomach hunger, uh, more your head hunger or that um, psychological hunger, which is more like the cravings or the boredom eating or the stress eating. So when you're not physically hungry, but your brain keeps telling you that you want food. Now, the easiest way to differentiate between the two is to understand that true physical hunger 
increases little bit by little bit. And there's a definitive sort of period of time that's passed since you last ate a meal. So it might be three or four hours since you've eaten. And then if you're truly physically hungry, you can wait for food. Whereas if you're more that psychological hunger or that head hunger, it comes out of nowhere and it's very sudden hunger. And generally you can't wait for food. Like you kind of, there's that urgency around eating that food. Like that ad for ice cream comes on TV and you need ice cream right now. Whereas when you're making dinner, you know that you're making dinner and you can kind of wait for food. So again, the difference between physical hunger is another, um, Another example might be just a little bit of food might do. Like if you're really hungry, you might just grab like a yogurt or something, which will sort of tie you over until lunchtime. But with that psychological, that head hunger, that desire and that urgency to eat the food is really strong. And you often want a lot more of it than you know that your body sort of actually needs. And with that true physical hunger, you have that I guess, physical response. You might feel a little bit lightheaded. You might have a rumbling bit of tummy. But then after you eat something, you don't feel guilty or remorseful um, because, you know, you've been truly physically hungry. So it's okay, you've eaten. And then you just move on without any guilt. But with that psychological or that head hunger, a lot of people can feel quite guilty afterwards because I think subconsciously we realize that we weren't really physically hungry to begin with. Um, And then a lot of the times cravings or eating when we're not physically hungry, we can go from one food to another food to another food. So you might start with like a sweet food, move on to a salty food, might move on to a crunchy food. The reason for this is because because you weren't truly physically hungry, no amount of food will ever satisfy you because you're trying to, I guess, soothe some sort of emotion that isn't true physical hunger. So that's how I like to differentiate between the two types of hunger. So one is more our head hunger or our psychological hunger, and the other one is our tummy hunger or our true physical hunger. So with true physical hunger, remember it increases little bit by little bit. There's been a period of time that's passed between the last time that you ate. You'll experience some physical sensations like feeling a bit lightheaded, feeling low on energy, having a bit of a rumbling tummy. Um, You can wait for your food. You might just have a little bit of food and that'll satisfy you or sort of be just enough to sort of you know, make you wait another hour or something until you can grab something else. And then you can make a conscious, healthy choice about the food that you're going to eat. And you can look at many different options and they can all be appealing. But with that psychological or that head hunger, generally it's a really specific type of food. Like it's like, I want chocolate and I just want chocolate or I only want ice cream. That craving or that need to eat comes out of nowhere and it's very urgent like you can't there's no sort of waiting for food it's like I want ice cream now or I want chocolate now and then with that physical uh, with the psychological head hunger um, again it comes out of nowhere the craving is really intense a lot of the times you might move from one food to another food to another food never really feel satisfied and then after you've eaten you tend to dwell on it a little bit and sometimes some people might feel quite guilty or ashamed because I think subconsciously we realize that we weren't truly hungry to begin with so that's how I like to um, teach my clients to differentiate between the two types of hunger now um What I find really useful in identifying whether it's true physical hunger or not is using something like a hunger level scale. 
So before you eat anything, I like to say to my clients, ask yourself whether you're truly physically hungry. So you might be off the couch, opening the fridge or opening the pantry, but before you grab something, ask yourself, am I physically hungry. So has some time passed since the last time that I've eaten? Um, you know, do I have some physical cues? Is my tummy rumbling? Am I feeling low in energy? Could I make a healthy choice or is it only one particular food that I want? And if, if the choice that I choose, will that completely satisfy me just that one choice or will I move from food to food to food? And then after I eat this food, am I able to move on very quickly without sort of dwelling on it or feeling guilty about it? Now, with this true physical hunger, as I mentioned, some people find it difficult to be able to rate their hunger levels because they sort of lose touch with their hunger levels over time. So it might just keep asking yourself this question every time you eat, am I physically hungry? Am I physically hungry? And it'll get easier over time. And especially as you learn to differentiate between the two types of hunger, you'll find a little bit easier and a little bit easier. So when I think of the hunger level scale, I think of it on a scale of one to 10, with one being complete starvation and 10 being like, overfull stuffed turkey on Christmas day kind of full, like you've just eaten far too much. Now with the hunger level scale, we want to stay between about three to six to seven on the hunger level scale. Now, if we're sort of down around that one to two out of 10, we're absolutely starving. Like we've left it a little bit too long to eat. We generally want to be eating nothing less than a three. And then we generally want to sort of stop eating when we're about a seven or eight on the hunger level scale. We're about 70 to 80% full. Now, the reason that we don't want to let our hunger levels drop to a one or a, one or a two, where we're completely starving and we're sort of like shaky and lightheaded and it's we're finding it really difficult to concentrate is generally when, when we're that starving, we make sort of poor food choices and we tend to eat our food far too quickly. Like we go put all down and a lot of the times we eat far um, far too much or much more that our body needed because we didn't take the time to slow down and really truly enjoy our food quite mindfully. So it's often um, the case with a lot of my clients when they get far too hungry, they go from one to 10 on the hunger scale very, very quickly. And with 10, then they're feeling really quite full, really quite uncomfortable, a little bit sick and just a little bit um, you know, just a little bit unwell and uncomfortable because they've eaten far too much. So what we ideally want to do is eating when we're about a three or four on the scale. So we have the beginnings of, of signs of true physical hunger. We might have one or two tummy grumblings. We might be starting to feel a little bit hungry or feeling a little bit, um, you know, like we could, like we could definitely eat if food was suggested, but we're not completely starving just yet. And that really helps to make a conscious, um, great choice about a healthy meal option. Like it's a lot easier to make a healthy choice when you're only about three or four on the hunger scale. Whereas if you let yourself drop down to like a one or a two, um, chances are that more often than not, we choose foods that are really quite high in carbohydrates and high in calories because we feel like we just need to get in additional calories really quickly because we're so hungry. And then again, on the other scale, we sort of want to stop, stop eating when we're about a seven or an eight out of 10 on the hunger level scale. This is when we're starting to feel food physically in our stomach. Now, we're not yet feeling bloated and overfull and quite ill, but we definitely feel the sensation of food in our stomach, and we sort of feel like we're about 70 to 80% full. Now, I'm sure that you've heard a lot of people say um, it can take up to 20 minutes for your brain to recognize that your stomach's full. Now, a lot of people eat far too quickly, and so they end up 
overeating at mealtimes because their brain hasn't quite caught up and recognized that their tummies are full. So this eating until we're about 80% full is a great concept to live by. And again, like we're never going to starve. The body can sustain, you know, days and days and days without having anything, um, any sort of food to eat as long as we keep our hydration up. So I think a lot of the time we, we let ourselves get too hungry and then we eat far too quickly, we eat far too much, and then we feel very overfull and very uncomfortable and, you know, really quite bloated. So slowing down, waiting until we're truly physically hungry, not eating for any sort of um, psychological reasons like emotional eating or boredom eating or stress eating, but waiting until we're truly physically hungry for a meal, but not being completely starved is a really great time to eat. And then eating our food slowly, chewing it properly to assist with our digestion, and then eating until we're only about 80% full. Because guess what? Food is in abundance and we're always going to have another meal. We're always going to have another option that if we didn't, you know, it's not like this is our last meal ever. And I think a lot of us, even from childhood, have been sort of conditioned to finish absolutely everything on our plate. And too often this can mean that we're sort of eight, nine or 10 out of 10 on the hunger scale where we're feeling quite ill and feeling quite, you know, feeling too full. But that's not always a great thing because we sort of lose touch with our hunger um, sensations and our ability to eat our and retail hunger over time. So what I like to teach my clients is that the optimum, um, I guess, space to be in, in terms of being hungry and being full is between about three to seven on our hunger level scale. When we think of that scale out of 10, remembering one being completely starving and 10 being overfull, feeling a bit ill, kind of like a stuffed turkey on Christmas day, I like to describe it. So this is the hunger level scale I like to use when you're truly physically hungry and you should be going and eating a proper meal. But if you've identified that it's not true physical hunger and it's indeed what we termed that psychological hunger or that head hunger, stop and think for a second. Take a moment to connect with yourself and ask yourself how you're feeling. What is that hunger that you're experiencing? We know it's not true physical hunger, but what is that? And what can you do about it? Often it's related to some sort of emotion. You might just be bored. It might just be a routine or a habit for you. Say you go to the movies and everybody orders popcorn and you order popcorn too. You might not even be truly physically hungry, but you might have finished the whole box of popcorn without even realizing it. Or say, again, you're at work and you're not hungry and somebody passes around the chocolates and you find yourself just mindlessly munching on chocolates. Stop, reassess and ask yourself, Am I truly physically hungry? If it's a no, why do you want to eat that chocolate? Are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling any sort of pressure? Um, Is it because you've had a bad day? Are you feeling lonely? Is it in response to the weather outside? Is it cold and is it rainy? Because a lot of people feel the need to eat comfort foods when it's colder or when it's rainy. So if you've identified that you're not truly physically hungry and it's more that psychological or head hunger and you're looking to sort of, I guess, soothe some sort of emotional comfort yourself in some way, you might be upset, you might be stressed out, you might have had a really bad day at work, your kids might be driving you insane. A lot of times that our comfort foods provide us with only very short-term comfort. In the long term, it's not helpful. And because you're not truly physically hungry, you end up eating far more of that food than you ever intended because no amount of that food will actually satisfy you because you weren't hungry to begin with. So it is 100% okay to eat 
what I term your soul foods or your favorite comfort foods, but we don't want to be doing this if we're stressed or emotional or feeling upset or feeling lonely because we can't soothe those emotions using food because we're not truly hungry. We want to be eating our soul foods when we're in a great mood and when we're you know, really being mindful and present and we're able to actually enjoy them bite by bite. The, the main reason that people um, move from like eating a salty food to a crunchy food to a sweet food back to a, a salty food, like a lot of my clients will say, you know, I had a really bad night last night. I ate like half a bag of chips and then a couple of scoops of ice cream that I felt like I needed chocolate. And then my body just like needed some nuts or something like that. You keep moving from food to food to food because you weren't truly hungry to begin with. And so your body's looking for something to soothe or comfort itself. But because it's not true physical hunger, no amount of food will ever satisfy you. So the best thing to do when you recognize that you're psychologically or head hungry is to find something else that will soothe or comfort you. So some of the ideas that I love to give my um, coaching clients are things like going for a walk or doing any other form of exercise. If you find that you're stressed, go and do some boxing or something. But if you find that you're just really having a rough day, go and do another gentle form of exercise, like go for a swim or just go for a leisurely walk out in the fresh air. Having a warm shower or a warm bath is one of my favorite strategies. I find hot water so soothing and so calming. Doing a guided meditation on your phone, there are plenty of free guided meditations on YouTube. Calling a family member or a friend if you're feeling lonely, give somebody else a call and just chatting to somebody else can really soothe that emotion that you're feeling. If you find that you're eating just because you're bored and you're constantly walking in and out of the kitchen and opening the pantries, people who work from home tend to experience this quite a lot. Go and do a chore or go and, you know, there's always a thousand things to do around the house. Go and put the dishwasher on or fold some washing or vacuum the floor. If you find that you're bored, just try and stay out of the kitchen. If you find that you're, again, bored or you're feeling stressed or emotional, read a book, do a puzzle, do some knitting, do some drawing, get creative, get out a blank um, exercise book and do some journaling. Um, You could work on a hobby, you could do some filing, you can reply to some emails, just do anything that keeps you occupied. But sometimes if it's quite a painful emotion, you might want to get out a journal and really try and work through that painful emotion. Because a lot of the time we suppress or we, we use all of our willpower to suppress these emotions of being upset or being in pain that we're using all of our willpower to try and suppress these emotions rather than deal with them. And then we've got no willpower left at the end of the day to say no to the chocolate or to say no to the ice cream. So the best thing that you can do if you recognize that you've got this emotion that you just can't deal with is enlist the help of a professional like a psychologist. Sometimes we have such painful emotions and they go so deep and they're so raw that we're not able to work through them ourselves. And that is perfectly okay. And you are only human. And talking to a professional like a psychologist can be so helpful. But if you find that it's an emotion that you are able to deal with yourself, perhaps you've just had a bad day at work or something, get out a blank exercise book and journal your feelings or Google a free YouTube, um, 
you know, guided meditation. All of these things can really help to distract yourself and remind yourself that you're not truly physically hungry. Sure, you can eat your soul foods whenever you want, but you just, you want to be physically hungry and you want to be able to recognize that a small portion of it is more than enough because one piece of chocolate tastes just as good as 10 pieces of chocolate. And when you're being mindful and present and you're not being distracted by any other emotions, you can enjoy that, that chocolate or that ice cream or those potato chips from the very first bite. Whereas when you're experiencing a lot of these emotions, you eat far too much of that food because you're trying to, um, I guess, use that food as a comfort or a way to soothe yourself. But because you're not physically hungry, you end up eating far too much of it. Um, so I hope that those suggestions are really helpful for you. Now, it honestly took me years to, I guess, break my non-hunger and my emotional eating habits. But the thing that really helped me break through and move on and really conquer my emotional eating was identifying my trigger. So what is this trigger? What is this emotion that I'm experiencing? And what is that trigger? And why is it making me want to eat a certain food? And it took me a long time to realize this, but constantly asking myself, am I physically hungry? Was the number one thing that just sort of brought me back to the present moment and went, right, I just had dinner. Why am I craving chocolate? I know I'm not physically hungry. What is going on? And it took me a while, but I managed to identify that my top two triggers for emotional eating, for me personally, were stress and exhaustion. Like when I was stressed, when I was just completely exhausted, I look for sugary types of foods to pick me up and give me energy and help to sort of soothe and comfort me. But what I also realized that a hot shower and five minutes of deep breathing or meditation did exactly the same thing that the chocolate or the sugary sweets did. They help to soothe and comfort me. So now I'm able to absolutely enjoy my soul foods without any guilt attached to them. Because I know that I can enjoy my soul foods um, because I'm not eating when I'm not physically hungry. You know, I'm eating when I am feeling a little bit hungry and I'm able to just enjoy a small amount of them rather than if I'm eating those when I have my triggers of stress and exhaustion. I know that I eat far too much of those foods because I'm never really truly hungry. So try to ask yourself, am I truly hungry? Rate your hunger on the hunger level scale and identify your trigger. Am I just bored? Am I stressed? Am I exhausted? Have I had a really rough day? Is there something really, a really big life event that's really triggering me right now? Do I need to enlist the help of a professional like a psychologist to talk to? Um, so I'd really encourage you to grab a journal, a blank journal, and to be able to write down your feelings and your emotions in a really safe, um, in a really safe space. And then if you've worked out that it's not true physical hunger, try and identify some strategies that will allow you to um, experience those feelings of calm and being soothed and comforted that don't involve food. And as I said, for me, a hot shower and five minutes of deep breathing work absolute wonders and allow me to feel really comforted and really soothed. But for you, it might be completely different. There's no right or wrong here. What I really want you to focus on is just being mindful and present when you're eating 
only eating when you're truly physically hungry and finding other ways to deal with your difficult emotions um, because at the end of the day that's what really helps set us up for a um, healthy successful lifestyle long term is identifying when we're truly physically hungry and when it's more that psychological or that head hunger. So I really hope that you guys got something out of this um, podcast today. It's really a topic that I feel so passionate about because for you guys that know my story and know my background, you know that I really um, suffered from emotional eating from so many years and I'd be so strict on myself and I'd diet, you know, Monday through to Friday and then by Friday I'd crack. I'd literally have no willpower left to say no to anything because I was using all of my willpower to suppress some sort of emotional, some sort of feeling that I just didn't want to deal with. So by journaling my feelings every day, I really learned to um, just deal with them properly, I guess, and deal with any sort of difficult emotion that may come up by talking to my friends or family or even a psychologist. Because at the end of the day, um, sometimes we do need to talk to other people and sometimes just going over things again and again and again in our head, we can just really get lost in our own thoughts. But by putting our thoughts down on paper, it helps us to rationalize it a little bit better. And by speaking through them with some people or speaking through some difficult situations or emotions with other people, it can really just help us um, break through and overcome so many of these difficult emotions. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast today. Please leave me some feedback, send me an email, a DM, give me, um, you know, any sort of feedback through Instagram or Facebook if you want to have, um, want me to talk about particular podcast topics. But I really hope to, um, you know, keep going with these podcasts because, you know, chatting and talking about nutrition and um, emotional eating and weight loss and even gut health are really my passion areas. And I want to show you guys that living a long, healthy lifestyle is absolutely possible. And you don't have to give up your favorite foods to be able to do that. But identifying what true physical hunger is versus what psychological or head hunger is can be a really useful tool and strategy um, to help with a long-term healthy lifestyle. Um, That is it from me today, guys. I will talk to you in the next podcast.